This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well after what was a brilliant weekend of football. Can't complain too much about that at all. Can't complain at all. Uh, yeah, it could have been... I mean, Mad City could have been rightfully dropping points as they deserve to after winning a very innocuous penalty towards the end of the game. That might have just put... The cherry on the cake, if you will, but I'm not going to complain after winning against Chelsea, after seeing other rivals. I say rivals. Are they even in the same bracket as Arsenal anymore? That's the question we've got our answer ourselves. Uh, but for me, it's just Man City that I'm really looking at at the moment. But just for the sake of it being a little bit more amusing this morning, we are going to look to look and talk about those other results as well. We've got plenty of other Arsenal news to discuss beyond just yesterday's game too. And of course, more reaction and fallout from Mikel Arteta was saying as well. So looking forward, hopefully, to seeing plenty of your comments, your thoughts, your theories and queries in the chat box as well. Uh, let's say good morning to people. Uh, Matt G, good morning to you, to Blackshine. Good morning to Martin and Olu and Rich Connor and Marcus. Good morning to Vivian. Good morning to Paul, uh, Kabir, Manoush and Dave. Have a, a fantastic day and a fantastic week, everybody else as well. Um, without further ado, do drop a like on the video, just subscribe if you're new and do get involved with the latest football prize you can win a signed Gabriel Martinelli shirt. 161 tickets have been sold. Uh, there are 38 tickets left of the 199 that are available. Link in the description. The competition runs out on Thursday. So do get involved. And it was also, I also received a tweet. Uh, I think I've lost a notification by now because it would have been a long while ago. Um, but uh, I was <laughs> frantically scrolling down my Twitter feed to see if I can find it. Um, but one of our listeners won... Uh, the Odegaard and Smith Rowe signed shirt, which is amazing. It's always great when people tweet me saying that they won the competition. So congratulations to who that was. I annoyingly, I'm not going to be able to find it in the short space of time that I've got here. Uh, I should have done it beforehand. That's on me. But uh, a massive congratulations to you. Um, and I hope you enjoy it because it's a fantastic prize to win. Maybe one of you could win 
this one. That'd be great. Let's see if we can make it back-to-back weeks where one of our listeners wins one of these prizes. Uh, yesterday, I did my reaction to Arsenal's win over Chelsea. If you want to get kind of my raw reactionary thoughts after the game, you can go and watch that. It's the last live upload on the channel. should stress that because YouTube decided to want to screw creators that create live content and remove it from the upload section. So if you go to the live section of YouTube, it will show up with that content for you. Certainly worth doing. Uh, I talk a lot about the game, my thoughts and feelings about it, the fact that we're top of the league. Uh, I also did uh, a show with Lee Judges and Dan Potts and Albert and Dan Bailey last night as well over on LJTV. Uh, So you can go and check out that one as well. Plenty of chat around Chelsea and January transfers as well. Now, Arsenal's under-18s drew uh, as Nwanyeri scored an absolute screamer against Man United. They drew 3-3. Certainly worth watching the highlights. If you haven't done so already, this was taking place on Friday. Uh, Of course, we didn't have a chance to do a show on uh, Sunday, so we couldn't do that. So just highlighting it here. A really uh, strong kind of turnaround now for the under-18s after a little bit of a slow start for Jack Wilshere's side. Uh, Arsenal's under-21s also won again. 3-1 winners against Everton as they maintained their top spot in the PL2. Shows you just how good both Arsenal and their youth sides are doing at the moment, both top of the table. Uh, Antonio Conte was carded yet again in a Spurs loss. I saw a statistic yesterday that apparently he's received more cards than his entire outfield team combined i can't see how that's true is that, can anyone verify this information <laughs> that's ridiculous if that is the case how could the manager having more cards uh than his entire team hilarious as obviously liverpool beat spurs 2-1 in a game that probably revived mohammed salah we were the team that are being a little bit of a rehab uh what's it called a defibrillator i used it as a bit of an example we've been a bit of a defibrillator for teams of late in recent years um, but yeah, uh, crazy scenes now with uh, Spurs being decided to revive the hope of other teams this season. There is kind of part of me that's a little bit not happy they went through in the Champions League, but I don't really want them muddying the, the Europa League at all. I'd rather they just got knocked out in the round of 16. Um, but yeah, you're saying it's not true. That's that I saw someone tweet it. It might have been um, tongue in cheek, but that would be... Can you imagine? That would be hilarious if he actually had more cars than his outfield players. It's just a stat I saw on Twitter. It might be absolutely untrue. Um, Unai Emery's debut uh, for Aston Villa as manager or head coach after returning for a second time in the Premier League after, of course, leaving Arsenal uh, and joining Villarreal doing there has now got back-to-back wins against Manchester United after, of course, he won against Man United in the Europa League final with Villarreal a couple of years ago. And uh, he made a great start to his time at Villa with a 3-1 victory over Eric Ten Hag and his United team. Great finishes uh, from Ramsey and Leon Bailey in that win. And Unai Emery is already seemingly having an impact. Now, it's worth saying that after Steven Gerrard left, Villa did go and I think beat, was it Wolves 4-0 in one of their games? It was a bit of a reaction. So they're still certainly reacting to the loss of Gerrard in a very positive way. But Emery's only going to improve that it'll be intriguing how Villa get on the rest of the season. But Man United are just a comedy club at this point. Uh, and it's rather amusing to watch them fall and falter and diminish. Just after, I think it was Adam McCullough said that Martinez is the best centre-back in the Premier League. Oh, you just need to watch Saliba's performance yesterday to understand what the true answer to that question really is. Well, unfortunately, Gabriel, despite scoring yesterday and putting out a brilliant tweet that if you haven't seen, 
Uh, it's at the bottom of your screen. If you haven't seen it and you're listening on audio platforms, just go over to Gabrielle's Twitter. It's brilliant. Nothing personal. London is red. Um, but unfortunately, he is facing a bit of a blow regarding the national side. Uh, reports are emerging that he is not going to go to the World Cup and that Danny Alves will potentially be there in his place. And then uh, Chite will choose between uh, a couple of other options like Bremer uh, as to whether or not they will go. It's worth mentioning that Brazil have a number of obviously quite high-profile centre-backs, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, uh, and uh, the Real Madrid centre-half, Ede Militao, uh, of course, uh, is also expected to go. So he was always going to be... Uh, it was going to be a challenge for him to make the squad, but people thought he might make it as the fourth choice. But it seems as though the numbers in the squad mean that actually Danny Alves is going to be chosen over Gabriel. So that's a blow. I say it's a blow because I actually want him to go and I want Martinelli to go. And I know that might seem mad to certain people and they're like, why would you want the players to go? It's more of a risk of them getting injured. But from a Brazilian standpoint, the impact on a player's mentality, you know, it's so big. I want Martinelli to get picked. I want uh, Gabriel to get picked. If they're not, I hope it doesn't have a serious impact on their mentality and their morale. I hope it gives them kind of more of a boost and they, you know, next in the second half of the season, show why Chite was wrong not to pick them. Um, but it is a blow from a mental standpoint for Gabriel and, and it will certainly impact him. And I hope that he can keep it, make sure that he remains focused, remains uh, heavily aimed towards getting Arsenal as high up as they can, despite having to suffer with this frustrating and I think undeserved hit to his potential confidence. Uh, now, Mikel Arteta spoke after the game um, and uh, talked a little bit about Bakayo Saka and the treatment that he gets. Uh, he was asked the question on the Bakayo Saka hits that he took today and he came up with a very good response of, you saw me on the touchline. I was really calm and happy with the decisions, which, of course, he wasn't. Uh, if you did see Arteta on the touchlines, he was going absolutely mad at some of the decisions that were being made. Clearly didn't agree with them. And it's actually probably one of those perfect political answers to get his point across. Because uh, if anyone did see him on the touchline, he was not happy at all. Uh, he was also asked about the potential of whether or not we're title challenges. He said, do something for me. Just look at the six years what Man City has done with the best manager in the world, with the best team in the world. They have shown it consistently in every single competition. And we have to be very, very respectful of that. We are getting much better as a team, but we are competing much better. We are getting really good results right now, but this is a long, long journey. I like the fact he's talking about it as a long, long journey. It gives us more kind of security around his future and what he believes this club's future is. He wants to establish Arsenal at the top table. And Arsenal right now are playing as a side that are at the top table, beating Liverpool, beating Spurs, beating Chelsea, winning against sides that they lost to last season, like Brentford and Crystal Palace, and turning things around. I was looking at the table on the, uh, the Lee Judges show last night and actually got a little bit confused towards the end because I was looking at last season's table. But the reason why I was looking at last season's table it's because Man City dropped points in nine games last season across the whole campaign. I think it was six draws and three losses. Arsenal have dropped points in two games just over a third of the way through the Premier League season. So at the moment, Arsenal are on course, if they are to continue in this vein, to beat that record of dropped points in matches. I don't expect us to match this record in the next three. I would be very surprised because we have to play, of course, at Anfield. We have to play Man City twice. It's going to be very, very difficult. We have to go to places like Newcastle. We still have to play Newcastle, you know. So I think we are going to drop points again. It's just about how we can manage that. Can we keep on picking up wins? Can we keep avoiding defeats and draws as much as possible? Um, but we are putting ourselves back to the top table, and that's absolutely huge for us. 
Um, on the gap between Arsenal and Chelsea in the table, just 13 points, he said, yeah, that's very unusual and we need to make the most out of it. We had a really good start, obviously. We are still very early in the season and we have to maintain that. That's going to be a long, long marathon. And then lastly, he talked about Ben White. And he said, really happy with him. I think he's playing in different positions and he's accommodated himself in a great way to the fullback position. His understanding with the players around him is top and I really like him. He always wants to be there. He trains every single day. He plays under any circumstance. I love the boy. And whether or not he'll be in the England squad, he says, that isn't for me to decide. Uh, he does, uh, if he does rather, I will be so happy for him because he deserves it. I mean, Gareth Southgate, if you're not putting Ben White in your England team, I don't know what to say to you, mate. I really don't. Pablo Marie, uh, positive news about him, was in attendance for the game at Monza. Uh, again, really positive to see, obviously, after the horrific incidents that he was involved in. Uh, I really hope that he recovers quickly. He said that he would be in the game on Monday, but obviously that was a little bit of a, not tongue-in-cheek comment, but more of an ambitious statement. Um, but they managed Monza to uh, get a 2-0 win over Verona, over a 10-man Verona, which actually pushes them up to 15th in the table, which is good for Arsenal. It's put a significant gap between them and Cremonense in 18th. They now have a seven-point gap to the relegation zone, which is very good indeed, because, of course, if Monza managed to avoid relegation, it means that Arsenal will have uh, money paid to them for the obligatory purchase of Pablo Marie at the end of the season. Uh, following Balogun, scored again for Orms uh, as they beat Nantes in Liga. And again, another red card in a game with Orms. Uh, I mean, I'm really surprised now that this isn't being picked up on more. There's been a red game, a red card, sorry, in nearly all of their games to either themselves or the opposition. Very strange indeed. But Nantes with this sort of team, the uh, this time with a team that got the red card. Very strange. But Balogun scoring once again in Liga to really establish himself as one of the top strikers in that league. And our final story of the day, Arsenal are reportedly close to securing a deal for Danilo. This report comes from uh, Bola um, and uh, Bola VIP, who have suggested that Arsenal are close because Palmeiras are suggested to be uh, and have already approved a replacement for the Brazilian midfielder. If this is indeed true, it's really big and important and positive news for Arsenal, who would be bringing in a player that they feel can be a competitor to potentially Thomas Partey and give Arsenal significant depth in the uh, in the middle. People in the chat was asking how reliable uh, Bola VIP are. I don't know. I don't know, is the honest answer. Uh, if it was a Bola in Portugal, I wouldn't be leaning too heavily on it. I believe this is more of a Brazilian outlet. Uh, so we have to take it with a pinch of salt. So certainly worth um, bearing that in mind. I haven't, as I say, heard anything on this one. Being close, we'll have to wait and see if indeed it is. But it's a report that has come out yesterday, so I didn't want to ignore it, uh, unlike some others that I tend to ignore depending on where they come from. But seeing as I don't do too much, I don't want to discredit it immediately. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Arsenal was said to be close, according to this outlet. So we'll have to wait and see if that indeed turns out to be true in just over a month's time. Just under two months' time, in fact, till the January window opens. Okay, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. Uh, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Um, Olu says, uh, hey, Tom, 15 million plus Laconga on loan for Tielemans. My choice or 20 million for Danilo? Hmm, it's a good question. I think it's more about what you value more as a necessity. Do you value more a cover, a competitive cover? And when I say competitive, I don't mean at the same level because it's going to be very difficult to find someone at the same level as Partey. Someone who can come in and give you a lot more than, say, Lokonga and El Nenny. Or do you value more someone who can come and give competition to Granite Xhaka? What for you would be your priority? Because for me, I think I would prefer Arsenal to have someone that when Partey isn't there, that can add as much as he can as possible. So I would lean towards Danilo. But Tillemans still would be an excellent move for Arsenal to do in the January window. His form is picking up. He's improving again for Leicester. I think he knows that the January window is coming around. He wants to earn that move as soon as possible. Arsenal remain interested. I reported through my own exclusive information that Edu was always prepared to wait until the summer to sign Tielemans on a free. Arsenal have been very calm about the Tielemans situation throughout that saga and not willing to overpay for a player that they know is going to be free in the summer. But they're also looking at potentially other targets they feel might be better suited. I think they also wanted to see how Tielemans would react in this final year of his contract. So lots can still happen. Lots can still change. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Roko says, hi, Tom, can you start over? I just got in the stream. No, <laughs> firstly. And secondly, the show is at the same time every day. Like, it's not like I give you like, it's not like I'm, I'm making you preempt when I'm dropping these shows, guys. Come on, it's 8 a.m. UK time every day. Make sure you set your alarms. Jump in every day, every morning, 8 a.m. Uh, George says, Tom, would you trade Arteta for any other current managers? I mean, in reality, would Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp be doing a better job than Mikel Arteta is right now? Who knows? I mean, Guardiola, of course, currently doesn't sit top of the Premier League. So in this in this current moment, Arteta finds himself and his team at the top of the hardest league in the world. So why would you swap? Why would you swap at this stage? And that is ultimately very much uh, very much the difference. Uh, Nova says, can you please stop trying to come across as professional and just talk like a normal Arsenal fan? <laughs> I'm so sorry that the way I talk is not the way that you prefer. I can't help the way I talk. I can't help that this is my job either. Um, but no, I'm not going to change how I talk or how I do these shows. Uh, it's proven very popular with people, so... I mean, if you want to go to anywhere else, but you feel like it's more fan-like, you can do that. I feel like I'm doing... I mean, I literally started yesterday's show by singing. I mean, find me another professional that does that. Feel free. <laughs> Hilarious. Julian says, Tom, thoughts on Vieira? I know he may still have just been adjusting, but £35 million, pounds, I would have expected more of an impact. 
are you slightly concerned? I'm not concerned yet, no, because I think that, you, I mean, you've already highlighted my argument. I think that at the moment he's still very much adjusting, adapting, and we're still waiting, of course, for him to move into uh, a comfortable period of his time at Arsenal. So, no, I'm not worried yet. Um, I think you'd have to get to kind of where we are with Lokonga to have more genuine worries. I'm still quite defensive with Lokonga still because I still think that he's not been given enough opportunities yet. I think that's still so fair of Vieira. But £34 million is a lot of money. And so hopefully we see some more opportunities afforded to Vieira. Uh, yeah, Vieira in the future. Manush says, Tom's got haters now. It's, it means we've we've made it, guys. We've made it. <laughs> uh, Jason says, do you think Arsenal dodged a bullet not uh, appointing Antonio Conte? Uh, yeah, maybe you could ask Dan Potts <laughs> that question. <laughs> I was with Danny Potts last night, uh, which, of course, uh, is he's loving at the moment the fact that Granite Jack is doing great. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that when it comes to, I think when it comes to, uh, what's it called? Conte, he just, he knows how to play one way and that doesn't suit how Arsenal play. It's yeah. It would have been a real square peg in a round hole with, uh, Conte and Arsenal. So there you go. Uh, Nova says no problem with your accents or how you talk. It's the way you try to make your points come across. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Anyway, it's done very well for me, I suppose. So I don't know why I should change it. Uh, Clinton says, do you think the Brazil selection of Dani Alves or over Gabriel would be because of experience, given they have Thiago, Marquinhos and Neymar? If it is because of experience, I don't really get it. uh, Because as you say, they've got some really good options uh, in the chat box. Some really, really good options in the chat box. So in the... In the chat box, what am I talking about? <laughs> See, professional. They've got some really good options in the uh, in the group. And when you think about Gabriel and what he's brought, and you know he's already playing at a really good level. He's already played at the elite level in Ligo and in the Premier League for a number of years now. It makes so much more sense to, to take someone like him who can give you more options. He's left-footed. You know, I think that goes for him as well. It's a shame that he might not end up going to the World Cup. Uh, Ken says, good morning, Tom. I'm new here in the chat. Wonderful to be part of it. Thanks, mate. Uh, Watched the matches yesterday with two friends, one being a nasty Chelsea fan and one being a United fan. It couldn't have ended any better. Ken, that's brilliant, mate. First of all, welcome to the channel. Uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it so much. Um, And yeah, I, I, to be honest, enjoy watching football sometimes with other fans. The only time I ever refuse to do it is if we play against Spurs. I won't sit there and watch it with any Spurs fans. I just can't do that to myself. It's ridiculous. Uh, Carl says, Tom, is financial fair play going to be an issue in January? Remember some sports, uh, some reports, sorry, that we would be in trouble. Uh, There was, there was that report. I think it was from the Times that suggested Arsenal were on a list of a number of clubs. It's my, I, I understood, we did a financial show with Mike. It's still available on the channel if you want to go and find it. But Mike kind of ran the numbers and he really seemed to believe that it wasn't a problem, you know, that it wasn't going to be an issue. Uh, and that actually financially we were looking quite good, especially if we got back into the Champions League. We are going to need to sell some players for better money. It's just the way that we're going to have to work. It's the way that we're going to have to improve. And so, yeah, we need to make sure that we do that. Um, let's go to <laughs> I love that comment. Deep 11. Nova woke up and chose violence this morning. Uh, DS Reviews says, Is there a plan for Balogun to integrate into the main squad? Maybe as a left winger, providing uh competition to Martinelli and Smith Rowe to shift as a left eight uh, after Xhaka. Smith Rowe's position hasn't really been solidified yet, has it? And I think the left eight 
left wing, left playmaker role that he's been occupying at different times doesn't seem to be that well established yet. I think that with uh, a player like Balogun, he is very much a striker who kind of drifts slightly to the left-hand side, hence why we think he can play in that role. I'd love to see him get a chance in the squad next season. I think that there's options for him to get chances. I think that he would arguably give us more maybe than Nketiah would. Um, from the way I've watched Nketiah in the Europa League this season, I'm not impressed so far. I'm just not impressed. Uh, Frantisek, thank you so much for your kind donation. Uh, Granite Xhaka's fairy tale deserves a movie. Honestly, his story is a symbol of this epic rebuild Mikel and Edu are doing. Just incredible. Come on, you gooners, by the way. Stay a pro, Tom. Love the content. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, I think that with Granite Xhaka, just the way in which he's turned, not not just him. I think it's it's important to suggest what Arteta has done and alongside Granite Xhaka in the way in which he's obviously turned his entire career around, the way in which he's managed to mould and convince him into playing just on with Arsenal and continuing with Arsenal. But I think what's also key to remember is that this is a player whose stock was at rock bottom at one point. His performances, his attitudes, the way he's committed, everything he's done with Arsenal in the last couple of years, Xhaka, has been hard and, you know, real committed work to trying to be able to turn his reputation around. And he's done that with flying colours. He said in that interview with the Players' Tribune that he aimed to to not leave Arsenal until he achieves something special. Who knows what will happen? Uh, Benji says, Tom, do you think our players need to work on their celebrations? We're making icons here. Icons need iconic celebrations. Well, we have the old Jesus, professional, um, celebration. And we also have um, Nketiah's same celebration as well. Uh, Xhaka's classic point towards his box when he scores. Who else do we have? Bakaya Saka, uh, the little thing there but he hasn't done that for a while yeah maybe they need to work on the celebrations a bit i love that this is now the the head the headline of the discussion this is what we need to worry about our players celebrations because they're scoring so much and frankly the celebrations aren't good enough i love that benji i love that that's where kind of our heads are at right now that's great um let's <laughs> captain says brazil make all their finest substitutions for the chat box i'm sure plenty of you could get into the brazil squad i have no doubt about that uh coon says uh tom uh do you think with arteta now accepting us to be contenders have any effect on the board with respect to signing a, cu- uh, a couple during the january window um hmm uh do i think that arteta now accepting to be contenders affects it i think certainly that there was always a plan you know, I think there was always kind of this situation where we would find ourselves, if we were ever in an opportunity, not only to get into the Champions League, but to finish high up the table as possible. The club wanted to support, reinforce, commit more money to it. And I think that absolutely they're going to do that. So I am hopefully confident that we will see investment in January because I think they know that they need more. Arteta said he wanted more firepower in the summer. He didn't get it. And so hopefully it means that we can see it come in January after they've got more time and more planning to get to it. Uh, HB says, uh, did you see the celebration clip after the goal with Ben White adding to his <laughs> hilarity collection by clipping the ball onto Odegaard's head? I just love Benny Blanco so much. Yes, I did. It's the little, ch- the way in which Odegaard reacts like, oh, oh, the back of my head. <laughs> As if like he didn't know what it was. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I love the videos that have come out yesterday. They've been great. Really, really great. Uh, Abe says, uh, hey, pro. <laughs> Can you please show us the table? I forgot where we stand. Look, I'm I'm not going to. The reason why is because it's going to become a problem. I'm going to have to do this every day and it's going to take up a minute of my show just showing you the table. I'll tell you what you can do, though. Feel free to go look at it on your phone. 
because it's a wonderful, wonderful way to start your days. Go and look at the Premier League table because it's it's glorious right now. It's great. Uh, Carl says, did anyone see the Jason Cundy analysis? It's more poignant after yesterday's results. I haven't actually, uh, but I will make sure that I go and give it a listen. Uh, I did enjoy Jason's uh, talk with Sophie on the Highbury squad. I thought he came across well. I thought he was very honest um, with what he said. So uh, if you haven't gone and watched that yet, Garen, I, I absolutely recommend that you go uh, and do that. It's definitely worth your time. Uh, Jeho says, uh, please ask Mikel Arteta if you have the chance, uh, if he really thought of the fact that he will go into the history as a man who made Arsenal champions again. I can tell you, if I did ask that question, the first thing that he would say is that we haven't achieved anything yet. That's what he would say. He would say well, we haven't achieved anything yet. Um, but that he's very proud to be where he is right now. That's what I predict he would answer if I was to ask him that question. Kaya is now back, so I'm not going to be doing the press conferences as much. I'm going to be doing more player interviews in the mix zone at some of the games. So uh, that's 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 happening. So I look forward to getting back into the mix zone and having a chat with some of the players. You've seen how happy I am when I interview players like Granite Xhaka. If you've not seen the picture of me interviewing Granite Xhaka, it's a, I'm a beaming ray of sunshine in that photo is probably the fairest way to put it. Uh, Sam says, at this moment in time, who do you think is getting top four? Arsenal, Man City. I, I said Man United yesterday, but this, oh, it's just, I don't know what it is. There's just always something about Man United. I really hope Spurs don't. I think Newcastle got a great chance. I think they've got a really, really good chance. They've still got Isaac to come back. They've just had Sam Maximan come back. They're probably going to sign some players in January. I think the Newcastle have got a great chance, a really great chance. Fair play to them. I know that we don't like the fact that they're spending a lot of money. It's not the first time that clubs have done this in the Premier League at all. I don't like it particularly. But you've got to say fair play to Eddie Howe, you know, because the team that they've got right now, even with the reinforcements of Bruno and Isaac, you know, I wouldn't be looking at that team and going, wow, that's top four. That's a top four quality side. I wouldn't be saying that. So what they're doing is is still, I think they're punching well above their weight still and they're doing brilliantly. Uh, Calvin says, hey, Tom, love the content. I can't believe I was hoping for City to drop points so that we could increase our lead at the top. How far we've come. That's what I said yesterday on Lee Judge's show. You know, I said that the fact, if you, if you don't think we're title challengers, then you're not thinking about City's games. If you don't think Arsenal have a chance of winning the title, then you have no emotion towards the City results. But if there's any part of you that looks at those... Um, if you, any part of you that looks at that City result and goes, oh, I'm a little bit gutted, then you think that we're in a title challenge. It's as simple as that. If you really look to that and you have any emotion towards that result, then somewhere inside you, you think Arsenal have a chance. And I think that's great. Uh, three points says, Tom, did you see the challenge on Leon Bailey by Lissandro? It was outrageous. He wasn't given a red, let alone a yellow, even after VAR checked it. Yes, it was very similar to the Lianco one on Jesus with the the, the backward punching. That also wasn't given a red card. I thought it was bad. I saw Leon Bailey's tweet. I thought it was fair afterwards. He gets punched in the ribs twice. It's a red card. It's just a blatant red card. But other players just get protection in games that Arsenal players and potentially players who are playing against Man United players don't get. It's as simple as that. And it's a real shame that that's the case. So over a thousand of you watching. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that is tuning in to this morning's show. Do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, Rahul says Arsenal are the only team to score in the, every match played in the Premier League. Isn't it insane, Tom? I mean, at the moment, our goal record is on for something like a Premier League title side. That That's where we are right now, ultimately. Our, our goal record, we've got how many in the league at the moment? Uh, 31. We're a third of the way through the season. We're on for a 90-plus 
potential goals scored, which is what you need to do if you want to be Premier League winners. That's where we are. We are putting in the numbers. We are putting in the business. We are not punching above our weights because we are, in the performances that we've shown so far this season, been deserving winners. There's only one game, which I think is the Leeds game in the Premier League, where we didn't necessarily deserve to win. I think we've deserved to win in every single other game we've played this season. And we still managed to win that Leeds game as well. That's really important. Performances alongside results are key. Yes, you can have games like the Leeds one where you lose and you or rather you lose kind of the um the battle if you like, but you win the war of the result and you still win. But if they are peppering your season, that's not particularly going to be helpful. But if you're able to have those games in isolation, still win them and of course play brilliantly across most of the other games if not all of them, then you're in a great position. A really great position. Uh, still second in terms of XG. Uh, we need to get more. You know, absolutely, we need to score more goals for sure. Uh, I think Gabriel Jesus uh, has been, you know, very much in part of missing quite a few big chances. Uh, let's go to Dave says, who wants to throw the League Cup? It's a good question. And actually, we're going to be doing a preview tonight for the Brighton game at 6 p.m. UK time. So members in our Discord server, I've already sent a message out in that Discord server this morning for those who'd like to come on to today's preview. If you're not in our Discord server, then join up as a member. That's how you get into it. Uh, but we'll be discussing a little bit about kind of the the feeling around the League Cup, how we should approach the League Cup, and whether or not people want to throw the League Cup. Uh, Jason says, is VAR spoiling the game? We should have had a penalty or at least a free kick for that blatant handball. We should have had a free kick, not a penalty, because it wasn't the penalty. It was outside the box. Um, but what I would say is that VAR is not, in my view, ruining the game. It's the people running VAR that I think ruin the game. Uh, people are updating me to say, check David Ornstein's Monday updates. I will do that. Let's just have a quick look, see if there's any big news uh, regarding Arsenal. So a quick check. Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal v Milan. Uh, yes, Arsenal are set to announce a World Cup friendly dates and squads to be involved. Uh, Arsenal won at Chelsea to end the weekend's top of the Premier League. Uh, let's have a quick look down the table. Uh, they intend... They in, table. Article. They intend to travel to Dubai in December. Yeah, we knew that. Uh, for a warm weather camp during which exhibits and matches are likely to be staged with Leon. We have mentioned that as well on the channel. And Daisy Milan. We mentioned that on the channel. Uh, it is expected the round-robin format will also feature Liverpool, but the English teams are not expected to meet one another. Arsenal are due to fly home on December 14th. And May stage a third, third game at the Emirates. Yes, we talked about that on the channel, that we might actually hold a game at the Emirates against a potential, um, I'm going to guess, potentially Real Madrid uh, on the 17th of December. Let's wait and see if it is them. Uh, I'd be surprised if it was Barcelona because, of course, we might get them in the Europa League. <laughs> We'd have to wait until we want to give them any idea. But maybe against Real Madrid on the December 17th. Talks are ongoing. Um, and uh, potentially uh, that then means that we'll have a game only a few days after that in the Carabao Cup, because apparently the Carabao Cup, if we are to beat Brighton on Wednesday, the fourth round will take place before Christmas, rather crazily. It's a pretty mad thing in the world of Arsenal right now. Pretty mad indeed. So there you go. Um Right, that is where we're going to end things this morning. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, as always. A genuine pleasure. Uh, I'll be back at 6 o'clock tonight. I'll also be back on the lounge tonight as well, at 8 o'clock tonight. So do tune in over on the Arsenal Lounge. It's always a pleasure on Mondays. I do that show with Lev and Shaheen and Mo every Monday, 8 p.m. UK time. Always an absolute joy 
So have a good chat and a laugh with those boys. So do join us then. Uh, I will then see you the next day at uh, 8 a.m. and also see you later on today at 10 a.m. as well and at just under an hour and a half time on the Arsenal way. So if you're not done with this phase for radio, you can definitely check me out on three other shows within the next 24 hours. Uh, it's been a real pleasure as it always is, guys. Have a fantastic day and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.